Well, 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 everybody. How are you doing, my friends? How are you doing? How are your spirits? How are your relationships? How are your financial worries? How is your life as a whole? This is Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain, gathering back our glorious community of uh, free thinkers, of rational people, of hopefully connected people. And I just wanted to say, hi. <laughs> How are you doing? How are you doing? What are you doing with your time? We have an unexpected amount of time, at least those of us who aren't tracking this kind of stuff. We have a, um, a surprising amount of time <laughs> available to us these days. And life sucks at the moment, says Ely. Sorry about that. I really am. Stats don't look too good. Uh, no, they don't. Uh, I go live when Trump is about to go live. Ah, well, you know. <laughs> Trump will be there on the replay, but Trump ain't going to take your questions. I am going to take your questions. You're building a bike shed. Yeah, that's good. Still working, uh, living in Sweden where nothing is any problem whatsoever and never. Nice to see you again, the stoner koala. Uh, I like the bear, not the stoner. It will be several times that number by the end of the month. Well, uh, it did double or so in a week. And uh, what do I think about the unemployment numbers? Uh, I think it's horrifying. And this is how dependent we've become, of course, upon the state that all we end up doing is running to the government instead of having savings. Now, the government's going to bail people out, and then people aren't going to save, and then they're going to need more bailout. And But yeah, the age of plenty is done. I mean, the age of plenty, the age of no difficult decisions, the age of no compromises, the age of just thinking, what, you can get fat and smoke? and have ill health and be sedentary without consequences or the consequences in the past? Well, where are the 700,000 people that are recovered? Well, we shall see. Now, remember, these numbers, we're just going to wait for everyone to jump in here, but the numbers, close to 1.1 million, uh, this is based upon the testing availability, and, of course, that's not particularly great. The cure is worse than the disease, well, um, that is a tough question. I don't know. Because I don't know. I haven't, I've never talked about policy. People imagine or they fantasize that I've made all these policy uh, suggestions. Uh, I haven't made policy suggestions. I will get to that perhaps later. Depends on how many questions we have. Maybe I'll get to that later today or maybe I'll get it next time. But... Um, Hey, Steph, we decided to get married now instead of later. Without the dream wedding thing, your answer really inspired us. Thanks. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm very, very glad. I'm very... I thought it was your stock portfolio at first. No, that's really not the case. Um, listen, I just wanted to mention, too, and, um, you know, for, the, for those of you who love the show and support the show, like, I love it. I appreciate it. I thank you, as, as always, from the bottom of my heart, enormously deeply. If you want to share the show, please, you know, like, subscribe, share the show. I think that'd be wonderful. Put into practice all of the glorious things that philosophy has to bring to your life, all the terrifying, horrible things that philosophy has to bring to your life. But right now, um, you know, I'll find a way to muddle through in terms of finances. But if you have a choice to, you know, donate to me versus support your local businesses, please do me a favor and support your local businesses. It's really, really 
important. So, uh, you know, go, even if you don't want to go out, even if, if they have a website, buy some gift certificates for when you're going to buy stuff later, go out and patronize local eating establishments, you know, if they're open for takeout or whatever. Uh, please, please help your local uh, businessmen, your businesswomen, that's really important. Anything you can do online is very, very helpful, and these guys are really, really hurting. I'll find a way to get through. Don't worry about me. But I'm a, I'm a resourceful guy. I've been paying my own bills for, oh gosh, 35 years or so. No more, 38 years when you think about it. Is that right? Yeah, 15. So I'll find a way to get through, but uh, if you have the choice to send me a couple of bucks or buy something from your local restaurant, your local coffee shop, your local whatever, then please buy something local rather than donate to me. Uh, this is, I mean, you know, you could say, oh, it's just some big self-sacrificial altruistic thing. I would rather the economy get back on its feet sooner rather than later. And the way that you can help that is to throw some cheddar towards your local businesses. The centralized conglomerates, well, they're pretty much going to do okay because they're getting the fire hose of cash from the Federal Reserve. But please do me a favor if you can. Hey, if you can do both, fantastic. I really I appreciate the help. I appreciate the support. I'm doing that. I mean, just so you know, my sort of personal response to this economic shutdown is stuff that I used to do myself, I'm now outsourcing to other people. So I've outsourced thumbnails. Uh, I have uh, reconnected with the guy I shot Sunset in the Golden State with, the documentary series on California. I've got him back up and running on episodes. We have a new episode that will be coming out this weekend. And if there's stuff that you used to do for yourself, but there's a way to outsource it that's efficient, if you could outsource it, and again, you can afford it, uh, I think that would be a good thing to do. So I've sort of been reviewing things that I can do to put more money into the community, if that makes any sense. And if you could do that, that would be fantastic. And again, if it's a choice between sending me a couple of bucks or buying something local, please hold off on sending me the bucks. I'll find a way to survive and we'll all do fine in the long run. But please do your best to try and keep local businesses afloat. They are hurting like you would not believe. So please, uh, please do that. All right. So, uh, Stefan, you can always start pimping yourself out again in the streets to cover your monthly expenses. Well, I suppose that's true, but trust me, uh, I see the occasional mutterings on the internet. I'm sure that people have already imagined or fantasized that I've sold myself out already. All right, live chat. Do we want to, should we do slow mode? Yeah, we get our fair share, a fair share of trolls, right? Okay, we'll do. Okay, so let's, should we just, should we just get started? My wife, my wife is working at a restaurant where she doesn't need to financially, but been there for 13 years and doesn't want to abandon ship. Yeah, no, I get that. Stock up on washing machine detergent for the rest of your life. Prices will be double in a year. Uh, I can't pink myself out because of the Rona. Well, I guess that's uh, true. Who else am I missing? Who do you want to... Uh, Put a shout out for listen. I'm and, and listen. I really want to thank all of the healthcare workers who are sending me the messages about how ghastly it can be in healthcare. Man, the stuff I'm hearing about how badly organized it is and all that is really, really, really tough. Don't be a fear monger. You know, fear monger is just not an argument. And people want to take this coronavirus thing and they want to say, well, the governments are going to grab a lot of power because of coronavirus. Therefore, coronavirus is overblown. It's a pandemic. It's it's bull, bull stuff, right? Uh, you know, whether, of course, governments are going to try and gain a massive amount of power, 
out of coronavirus? Sure, of course. But that doesn't, there's no bearing on whether coronavirus is a valid threat or not. So, all right. And if you have, will this go on for six months? Uh, this will not, uh, gosh, <laughs> this, do you, do you want the philosophy at the beginning? Should we do the philosophy at the beginning? I am at your service, my friends. So there, coronavirus is out. NCOV-19 is out. It's not going back in the box. It's going to go through the population sooner or later. And so um, I'm with Steve Cottrell, the, the doctor, not of medicine, but studying, that I had on the show a couple times. Uh, it's an 18-month cycle. That doesn't mean that you have to prep to have no food for 18 months or no water for 18 months. But we won't probably meet, meet much of a stabilized situation until about 18 months from now. So, you know, plan plan accordingly. It's funny, I was just thinking the other day about how I did a show called China, there will be no economic recovery for China. Prepare yourself accordingly. 58,000 worldwide deaths, that's it. Oh, come on, my God. You listen to this show, you cannot afford to be that dumb. Like, you cannot afford to be that dumb. Oh, man. Okay, well, I guess that's a good a good cause or good reason to get into it. Okay, so coronavirus cases, I'm sorry, it's been a little while. Since I did one of these uh, updates, um, I have been working very hard and r relaxing very hard. For those of you who are following my blind doom playthrough, um, I've also been playing very hard. Okay, so this is as of 2112. Wait, that's an album. <laughs> GMT. Coronavirus cases 1,092,986. Deaths 58,727. Recovered 228,038. So that is uh, not particularly great. Just over 800,000 currently infected. Patients of which close to 40,000 are in serious or critical condition. Three quarters of a million plus in mild condition. Closed cases of the closed cases that have had an outcome. 80% are recovered or discharged. And 20% have died. So that's, it's pretty significant. It's pretty significant. Now, you know, you can play these numbers any way that you want. I generally tend to focus on prevention. If you've got it, what are your chances of dying? Well, uh, at the moment, uh, you have a 20%, if you're going to have an outcome, 20% chance of dying. Now, again, there are lots of old people, people who have COPD or immunocompromised illnesses or asthma or you name it. I don't know what all of the risk factors are. Uh, I was hearing um, just in an update today in Ontario that people 80 plus have a 16 or 17 percent chance of dying if they get it. And so those are the numbers that I find particularly compelling or important. But the, for those of you who are saying, well, out of a population of eight, whatever it is, like seven billion, six billion, whatever it is in the world these days, eight billion, I can't remember, there's only been this tiny number of deaths. I get that. But for heaven's sakes, will you look at this graph? Look at this graph, right? I remember. So I first started talking about this um, 27th, 28th, called it a pandemic very with still within January, you know, four thousand five hundred deaths. Uh, so that's uh, what's that point five percent of what we're at now. There was that little blip here in February where they recalibrated all of the uh, methodology for calculating, and then so everybody here was like, "Oh, it's no big deal, right?" Middle of February and all that. So, oh, it's no big deal, right? 
But uh, those of us who could count were saying, well, this is the latency period, right? You got a two-week or two-week-plus incubation period. So this is the latency period where it's spreading through the population, but it hasn't hit yet. And it was as clear as day. As clear as day. And then, of course, as we know, like, it's incredible, really. It's really been less than a month since it exploded, right? 93, right? So 93,000, uh, that's, uh, that's pretty low, right? So that is uh, that's, what, 10% of what we're at now. And, uh, yeah, from March 4th, March 5th, broke 100,000 on March the 6th and April the 2nd, uh, right? I think this is April 2nd. This is, hasn't got up to the very latest dates, but uh, that is the situation. Total deaths continuing to spike, as we can see. And do you want to see, should we look at some more, more statistics? Uh, if, you, if you like the logarithmic scale, that's, uh, that can be kind of helpful. It tends to uh, uh, 100K to 100 million to 10 million. It flattens out the curve, but obviously it doesn't change any of the numbers. But uh, look at more of these case statistics. So we'll have a look down and see what's going on down here. Total cases, uh, daily cases worldwide. So this is increase. Now, I mean, the relatively good news is that the increase is not increasing exponentially. But again, that could be limited by the number of testing kits that are available. So uh, mainland China, total cases outside of China, that's kind of important. Of course, nobody knows what's going on inside of China, right? Nobody knows. Nobody has a clue. We just know that communists don't tell the truth. So now I have, uh, I suppose taken some heat is that one way to put it i have taken some heat regarding my conversations about the origins of coronavirus so let's look at dun, 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 some actual facts let's look at some actual facts so this just came out from national review oh i know i know trump hysterics but you know data is data so let's look at the source the source matters the source matters, and I'll tell you why. The source matters. Wait, oh, we got this back. Uh, okay, cookie, cookie, cookie. Um, I'm just going to see if any of the settings here give it a slightly more readable situation. Does that help? <laughs> no, it does not. Does that help? Wait, no. Okay. Disable transparency. <laughs> why would I want to disable transparency? So it matters. I'll tell you why it matters. Because if it's just an accident, it kind of weakens your sense of purpose and of power and ability to resist it. But if it's something that is, if there's someone to blame, it really matters. Having someone to blame helps a lot in a crisis. It really does. Because anger is very good for your health, <laughs> right? I'm not talking about blind, inchoate rage. But anger as a whole is really, really good for your health. Anger clarifies, it cuts through, it captures, it, um, it gives you the outrage, it gives you uh, um, conversational topics, and you don't feel helpless because anger is there. It exists to help us not feel helpless. It helps us not feel helpless. So please, my friends, it matters where the virus came from, and that's why I've been talking about it so much. So is there proof? No, it doesn't matter. We, we make decisions based upon 
general trends all the time. Nobody sits there in the woods, you eat some berries, they make you violently ill, and then there's the exact same looking berries, and people are like, well, maybe these ones are fine. We make these decisions. I remember as a kid, I ate a bad banana, and then I didn't eat bananas for years because I just had this physical revulsion regarding them, right? So yeah, it really, really matters. You conspiracy nuts are out of control and need to see a psychiatrist. Yeah, well. Uh, all right, so let's see. Is it, is it a conspiracy? So the way that I look at it in my mind is let's look at uh, it as if it were a criminal trial, right? As if it were a criminal trial, which it, I guess it kind of is, right? Is it, is it a criminal trial? Or look at it like it's a criminal trial. So in a criminal trial, when something bad has happened, right, you look at motive, means, opportunity, the where, the why, the how, the all of that kind of stuff. And what you do is you look at coincidences. And if coincidences become too stretched, then a more likely explanation is probably the case, right? And then, of course, what you do is you look at the accused and do they lie, right? If they lie, then, or if they're an open book, right? If they lie, then that puts their entire credibility at stake. So with regards to coronavirus, I look at uh, China, I say, okay, well, does China have a history of getting people killed based on policy or lax policy or foolish policy? And the answer is, well, yes, by the tens of millions. I mean, I've talked about the elites looking at us as tax livestock for years, but it's particularly the case in truly sociopathic CCP land, right, Chinese Communist Party. They have, for the sake of ideology, caused the deaths of tens of millions of Chinese people. So this idea that... If someone is a serial killer, then another murder, so to speak, is not entirely outside the bounds of possibility, right? And they haven't apologized for that. They haven't even had that Nikita Khrushchev cult of personality Stalin revelation moment where they at least turn back and criticize. No, no, no. The struggle sessions are all with the enemies of the revolution, never with the revolutionaries themselves. So the Chinese Communist Party has a grand, terrible, monstrous history. It's the greatest criminal government in the history of the world. I talked about this in more grave detail and great detail in my documentary. You really, really should check it out, particularly, I know you guys have time now. You should really check it out at freedomain.com. The link is right below me. And uh, it's uh, on documentaries. Just click on it. And I will, as I said, be posting, I think it's episode eight of Sunset in the Golden State, where I take you to church. So yeah, all you do is you look at it like it's a, a criminal trial. And something terrible happened, and it doesn't have to be intentional for it to be a criminal trial, right? There's negligent homicide, there's manslaughter, there's all of that kind of stuff where through your inaction, through your inattention, through your laziness, through your lack of attention to detail or protocols, you get people killed. Well, you still go to jail. It's not first-degree murder. So the criminality of the event of the origins of COVID-19 don't have anything fundamentally to do with intentionality. The degree of severity of the punishment or the crime certainly is related to intentionality. But, you know, if you're, if you're drunk driving and you kill someone, do you get to say, well, I, I was drunk, right? If you voluntarily blind yourself and drive, do you get to say, hey, man, I couldn't see? It doesn't matter. In fact, you could say it's worse, right? I don't know, but are the punishments worse for drunk drivers? I think they are. So, yeah, that's the way that I look at it is just like a criminal trial. And if there's a prior history of criminal activity, as there is with the CCP, if there's prior specific incidents 
of the activity in question, in this case, the release of a dangerous virus from a supposedly secure bioweapons lab, which there have been. I mean, there, there are, I think there were at least two SARS releases from Chinese bioweapons. If there's evidence of a cover-up, if there's falsehoods, if there's weird coincidences, like right after the release of coronavirus, the Chinese Communist Party says, wow, you know, we've really got to beef up our protocols at these bio labs. Come on. If they refuse to allow an examination of the crime scene, if they refuse to let outside investigators in. I mean, come on. This is not brain surgery, people. All right, so let's look at some of the, uh, some of the facts, right? So it is understandable, this is from the article, that many would be wary of the notion that the origin of the coronavirus could be discovered by some documentary filmmaker who used to live in China, Matthew Tai, who creates YouTube videos, contends he has identified the source of the coronavirus and a great deal of the information that he presents obtained from public records post, posted on the internet checks out, right? So Wuhan Institute of Virology in China, otherwise known, I believe, as ground zero of coronavirus, posted a job opening on November 18th, 2019, quote, asking for scientists to come research the relationship between the coronavirus and bats. The Google translation of the job posting is, taking bats as the research object, I will answer the molecular mechanism that can coexist with Ebola and SARS-associated coronavirus for a long time without disease and its relationship with flight and longevity. Virology, immunology, cell biology, and multiple omics are used to compare the differences between humans and other mammals. Omics is a term for a subfield within biology, such as genomics or glycomics. On December 24, 2019, the Wuhan Institute of Virology posted a second job posting. The translation of that posting includes the declaration, long-term research on the pathogenic biology of bats carrying important viruses has confirmed the origin of bats, I think it means in bats, of major new human and livestock infectious diseases such as SARS and SADS. And a large number of new bat and rodent new viruses have been identified and discovered. And uh, you should look for this guy's video. I'll link to it below in the show notes. Ty contends that the posting meant, quote, we've discovered a new and terrible virus and would like to recruit people to come to deal with it. He also contends that, quote, news didn't come out about coronavirus until ages after that. Doctors in Wuhan knew that they were dealing with a cluster of pneumonia cases as December progressed, but it, is, but it is accurate to say that a very limited number of people knew about this particular strain of coronavirus and its severity at the time of that job posting. By December 31st, about three weeks after doctors first noticed the cases, the Chinese government notified the World Health Organization and the first media reports about a mystery pneumonia appeared outside of China. Scientific American verifies much of the information Tai mentions about Shi Zhengli, the Chinese virologist nicknamed, nicknamed Batwoman for her work with that species. She, I know it's a strange phrase to use for a female, but she, a virologist who is often called China's Batwoman by her colleagues because of her virus hunting expeditions in bat caves over the past 16 years, walked out of the conference she was attending in Shanghai and hopped on the next train back to Wuhan. Quote, I wondered if the municipal health authority got it wrong, she says. I had never expected this kind of thing to happen in Wuhan in central China. I assume that's because the closest bat, natural bat habitat is 600 miles, or what is that, 900-odd kilometers away from Wuhan. Her studies had shown that the southern subtropical areas of Guangdong, Guangxi, and Yunnan have the greatest risk of coronaviruses jumping from human, to humans from animals, particularly bats, a known reservoir for many viruses. If... Coronaviruses were the culprit, she remembers thinking. Could they have come from our lab? 
So this is another thing that you would say. If they say it comes from bats, then they have to explain why. Although there are no bats native in Wuhan and there aren't bats native for 600 miles away from Wuhan, why the hell the virus that they say comes from bats originated in Wuhan? Oh, another thing, if they say it was this fish market, right, this live animal market, well, then they have to explain why half of the original cases had no connection, according to the Chinese, no connection to the Wuhan fish market or the live animal market, right? So this, it matters where it came from. So the bat woman says, well, wait a minute, how could this be coming from bats just by evolution or by accident, if there aren't any bats in Wuhan, if the only bats in Wuhan are either at this creepy market or, more likely, they're in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. By January 7th, the Wuhan team determined that the new virus had indeed caused the disease those patients suffered, a conclusion based on results from polymerase chain reaction analysis, full genome sequencing, antibody tests, blood samples, and the virus's ability to infect human lung cells in a Petri dish. Mm, I guess uh, probably uh, nicknamed Falun Gong lung cells. The genomic sequence of the virus, now officially called SARS-CoV-2 because it is related to the SARS pathogen, was 96% identical to that of a coronavirus the researchers had identified in horseshoe bats in Wunan, they reported in a paper published last month in Nature. It's crystal clear that bats, once again, are the natural reservoir, says Dasrek, who was not involved in the study. Some scientists aren't convinced that the virus jumped straight from bats to human beings, but there are a few problems with the theory that some other animal was an intermediate transmitter of COVID-19 from bats to humans. Right, so this is pangolin, which they uh, talk about. Analysis of the genome indicates a single spillover event, meaning the virus jumped only once from an animal to a person, which makes it likely that the virus was circulating among people before December. Unless more information about the animals at the Wuhan market is released, the transmission chain may never be clear. So a bat hunter or a wildlife trafficker might have brought the virus to the market. Pangolins happen to carry a coronavirus, which they might have picked up from bats years ago, and which is in one crucial part of its genome virtually identical to SARS-CoV-2. But no one has yet found evidence that pangolins were at the Wuhan market or even that the vendors there trafficked in pangolins, right? On February 4th, one week before the World Health Organization decided to officially name the virus COVID-19, the journal Cell Research posted a notice written by scientists at the Wuhan Institute of Virology about the virus, concluding, and I quote, our findings reveal that the remdesivir and that sorry, remdesivir and chloroquine are highly effective in the control of SARS of 2019 NCOV infection in vitro. Since these compounds have been used in human patients with a safety track record and shown to be effective against various ailments, we suggest that they should be assessed in human patients suffering from the novel coronavirus disease. One of the authors was this batwoman, Shi Zhengli. In his YouTube video, Tai focuses his attention on a researcher at the Wuhan Institute of Virology named Huan Langling. Most people believe her to be patient zero, and most people believe she is dead. So, yeah. She's gone AWOL, and her resume, her history, it's all vanished from the web. So from the state-controlled institutions, right? There was enough discussion of rumors about Huan Yangling online in China to spur an official denial. On February the 16th, the Wuhan Institute of Virology denied that Patient Zero was one of their employees and interestingly named her specifically. Quote, Recently, there has been fake information about Huang Yangling 
a graduate from our institute claiming that she was patient zero in the novel coronavirus. Press accounts quote the institute as saying, quote, Huang was a graduate student at the institute until 2015. When she left the province and had not returned since, Huang was in good health and had not been diagnosed with disease. It added, none of her publicly available research papers are dated after 2015. Right, so you understand why this is important, right? If patient zero was an employee of the Wuhan Institute of Virology, that's case closed, man. That's case closed. That's it. That's it right there. If the first patient was an employee of the Wuhan Institute of Virology, come on. Proof beyond a reasonable doubt, that's 95%. So the webpage for the Wuhan Institute of Virology's Lab of Diagnostic Microbiology still does indeed still have Wang Yangling, listed as a 2012 graduate student, and her picture and biography appear to have been recently removed, as have those of two other graduate students from 2013. Her name still has a hyperlink, but the link page is blank. They're all blank as well. So, on February 17th, Jean Shuji, a Hong Kong correspondent from the French public radio service Radio France Internationale, reported, quote, when a reporter from the Beijing News of the mainland asked the Institute for Rumors about Patient Zero, the Institute first denied that there was a researcher named Huan Yangling, but after learning that the name of the person on the internet did exist, acknowledged that the person had worked at the firm, but has now left the office and is unaccounted for. So, come on. What did I say earlier? If you catch people lying, that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. So they lied. Say, oh, she was never here. No, nothing. Oh, she. Oh, yeah, no, but she's gone now. That's totally different. So Tai, the YouTuber, says, everyone on the Chinese internet is searching for Huan Yangling, but most believe that her body was quickly cremated and the people working at the crematorium were perhaps infected as they were not given any information about the virus. As Tai observes, a public appearance by Huan Yangling would dispel a lot of the public rumors, and is the sort of thing that the Chinese government would quickly arrange in normal circumstances. Proof of life, right? Everyone says she's patient zero. She's gone missing. She's been scrubbed from the internet. Her employer says she was never there, then backtracks, and they say she's fine, so just produce her. Everyone in China has to have a cell phone registered to their real name. Pretty easy to find her. Find her and show her. But they won't do it. Several officials at the Wuhan Institute of Virology issued public statements that Huang was in good health and that no one at the Institute has been infected with COVID-19. So where is she? Where is she? (sighs) All right. China Global Television Network, a state-owned television broadcaster, illuminated another rumor while attempting to dispel it. February 23rd report, entitled, Rumors Stop with the Wise. Yeah, probably is wise to not. I bet you get seven years in prison in China for misinformation. On February 17th, says this network, a Weibo user who claimed herself to be this woman, a researcher at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, reported to the public that the director of the institute was responsible for leaking the novel coronavirus. The Weibo post threw a bomb in the cyberspace and the public was shocked. Soon Chen herself stepped out and declared that she'd never released any report information and expressed great indignation at such identity fraud on Weibo. It has been confirmed that the particular Weibo account had been shut down several times due to their spread of misinformation about COVID-19. The Radio France International report on February 17th also mentioned the next key part of Tai's YouTube video, and I quote, Jabo Tao A scholar from South China University of Technology recently published a report that researchers in Wuhan Virus Laboratory were splashed with bat, blood, and urine 
and then quarantined for 14 days. HKO1, another Hong Kong-based news site, reported the same claim. So this guy was a postdoctoral research fellow at Harvard Medical School and Boston Children's Hospital. His biography is still on the website of South China University of Technology. At some point in February, this guy posted a research paper on researchgate.net, quote, the possible origins of 2019 NCOV coronavirus. He is listed as one author along with Lei Zhao from Tin Yu Hospital, which is affiliated with the Wuhan University of Science and Technology. The paper was removed a short time after it was posted, but, and again, I'll put the links to all of this below. The first conclusion of Bo Tao Zhao's paper is that the bats suspected of carrying the virus are extremely unlikely to be found naturally in the city, and despite the stories of bat soup, they conclude that bats were not sold at the market and were unlikely to be deliberately ingested. Quote, the bats carrying COVZC45 were originally found in Yunnan or Zhejiang province, both of which were more than 900 kilometers away from the seafood market. Bats were normally found to live in caves and trees, but the seafood market is in a densely populated district of Wuhan, a metropolitan area of about 15 million people. The probability was very low for the bats to fly to the market. According to municipal reports and the testimonies of 31 residents and 28 visitors, the bat was never a food source in the city and no bat was traded in the market. Bo Tao Zhao's paper theorizes that the coronavirus originated from bats being used for research at either one of two research laboratories in Wuhan. And I quote, We screened the area around the seafood market and identified two laboratory labs conducting research on bat coronavirus. Within about 280 meters from the market, there was the Wuhan Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Ironically named, I suppose. This center hosted animals in labs for research purposes, one of which was specialized in pathogens, collection, and identification in one of their studies. 155 bats were captured in Hubei province and another 450 bats captured in Zhejiang province. The expert in collection was noted in the author contributions. Moreover, he was broadcasted for collecting viruses on nationwide newspapers and websites in 2017 and 2019. He described that he was once attacked by bats and the blood of a bat shot on his skin. So he quarantined himself. He was also quarantined himself because bats peed on him. Boy, you think you got a tough job, right? Surgery was performed on the caged animals and the tissue samples were collected for DNA and RNA extraction and sequencing. The tissue samples and contaminated trashes were source of pathogens. They were only 280 meters from the seafood market. So just for those of you who are just joining us, 280 meters is a lot less than 900 kilometers. So if you're looking for bats as a source of novel coronavirus, NCOV-19, if bats are the source and it started in Wuhan, I think you're going to the only place that had bats nearby and not to the natural sources of bats where they would have evolved 900 kilometers away, 600 miles away, give or take. You would look for the place closest to the origin which had bats. And again, I've talked about all of this stuff months ago. This lab was also adjacent to the Union Hospital, where the first group of doctors were infected during this epidemic. It is plausible that the virus leaked around, and some of them contaminated the initial patients in this epidemic through solid, those solid proofs are needed in future study. The second lab was about 12 kilometers from the seafood market, belonged to Wuhan Institute of Virology, Chinese Academy of Sciences. In summary... Somebody was entangled with the evolution of 2019 NCOV coronavirus. In addition to origins of natural recombination and intermediate host, 
the killer coronavirus probably originated from a laboratory in Wuhan. Safety level may need to be reinforced in high-risk biohazardous laboratories. Regulations may be taken to relocate these laboratories far away from city centers and other densely populated places. He has withdrawn his paper, not because it's false, but because, he quote, said the speculation about the possible origins in the post was based on published papers and media and was not supported by direct proofs. Right. Right. The bat researcher that Zhao's report refers to is virologist Tan Yunha, who works at the Wuhan Center for Disease Control. This is what I talked about earlier. In 2004, the WHO determined that an outbreak of the SARS virus had been caused by two separate leaks of the Chinese Institute of Virology in Beijing. The Chinese government said the leaks were a result of negligence. In 2017, the Chinese state-owned Shanghai Media Group made a seven-minute documentary about Tin Zhuaha entitled Youth in the Wild, Invisible Defender. Videographers followed him as he traveled deep into caves to collect bats. Among all known creatures, the bats are rich with virus, various viruses inside. He says in Chinese, Mandarin? There's no such thing as Chinese, is there? Quote, you can find most viruses responsible for human diseases like rabies virus, SARS, and Ebola. Accordingly, the caves frequented by bats became our main battlefields. He emphasizes, bats usually live in caves humans can hardly reach. Only in these places can we find the most ideal virus vector samples. See what he's saying, right? Hear what he's saying. This is real facts on the ground. What is he saying? He's saying that for people to get the illnesses carried by bats, they have to go deep into the caves voluntarily where people almost never go. So, the argument that it came from bats relies upon you believing that somehow, despite the facts that bats were transported for bio-research into Wuhan, right next to where it all started, that somehow bats, what, flew from deep in the caves from 900 kilometers away and then somehow fastened onto people in Wuhan, despite the fact that bats have absolutely no interest in going into cities, because of the pollution, because of the lack of fruit, because of the lack of insects, and they're bats, so they like the nighttime, and there's not a lot of nighttime in our modern electric cities. Come on, people. One of his last statements is he says, in the past 10 plus years, we have visited every corner of Ubei province. We explored dozens of undeveloped caves and studied more than 300 types of virus vectors. But I do hope these virus samples will only be preserved for scientific research and will never be used in real life because humans need not only the vaccines but also the protection from nature. A May 2017 report by Xinhua News Agency. Quote, the environment for collecting bat samples is extremely bad. There is a stench in the bat cave. Bats carry a large number of viruses in their bodies. If they're not careful, they are at risk of infection. But he's not afraid to go to the mountain with his wife to catch Batman, right? So you've got to climb a mountain. You've got to go deep into caves. And then, just maybe, you'll get something similar to NCOV-19. He summed up the experience that the most bats can be caught by using the sky cannon and pulling the net. Yeah, I'm sure that a lot of people in Wuhan have sky cannons that they're firing at all of the non-existent bats. God. But in the process of operation, he forgot to take protective measures. Bat urine dripped on him like raindrops from the top. If he was infected, 
He could not find any medicine. It was written in the report. The wings of bats carry sharp claws. When the big bats are caught by bat tools, they can easily spray blood. Several times, bat blood was sprayed directly on Tian's skin, but he didn't flinch at all. After returning home, he isolated himself for half a month, blah, blah, blah. Bat urine and blood can carry viruses. How likely is it that bat urine or blood got onto a researcher at either Wuhan Center for Disease Control and Prevention or the Wuhan Institute of Virology? Alternatively, what are the odds that some sort of medical waste or other material from the bats was not properly disposed of and that the initial, and that, that, that was the initial transmission vector to a human being? Virologists have been vehemently skeptical of the theory that COVID-19 was engineered or deliberately constructed in a laboratory. The director of the National Institute of Health has written that recent genomic research, quote, debunks such claims by providing scientific evidence that this novel coronavirus arose naturally. And none of the above is definitive proof that COVID-19 originated from a bat at either the Wuhan Center for Disease Control or the Institute of Virology. Definitive proof would require much broader access to information about what happened in those facilities in the time period before the epidemic in the city. But it is a remarkable coincidence. Well, of course it is, right? Of course it is. Now, without access to information, without access to what was going on in those labs, you know, this is what happens in a criminal case. In a criminal case, the government gets subpoena power, the government gets search warrants, the government gets discovery, and you are cross-examined, you produce documents like crazy, and none of that, of course, is happening. How does anyone dare come to these conclusions that uh, there's nothing to do with it. I mean, this is, this is crazy, right? So, yeah, people who tell you it's a conspiracy theory, well, a conspir- the, word, the phrase conspiracy theory is not an argument, right? It's not an argument to just say it's a conspiracy theory. They have to then explain, you know, well, you know what is a conspiracy theory? I'll tell you what's a, cons- what's a conspiracy theory. This is not funny at all, but it's so ludicrous. The conspiracy theory is that a, an absolutely new bat-borne virus somehow emerged 900 kilometers away from where it's, it actually broke out, and that this incredibly new bat virus somehow got 900 kilometers because bats were just flying to a city for no reason whatsoever. And then, you see, the coronavirus... NCOV-19 just happened to start 900 kilometers away from the nearest bat colony because of bat-to-human transmission. It just happened to start a couple of meters or a couple of kilometers away from two virology labs that were experimenting with bats out of the whole country. You understand the Wuhan one, right? The, basically the bioweapons lab. It's the only level four bioweapons lab in the entire country. In the entire country. And they would have you believe that it was bat-to-human transmission, despite the fact that there were no bats being sold in the Wuhan fish market, despite the fact that there are no bats native for 900 kilometers around, out of this entire city, this whole goddamn godforsaken disease just happened to start a stone's throw from the only level four bioweapons lab in all of China. And China ain't Luxembourg, my friends. China is not a small place at all. I mean, my God, how, much, how many mental contortions do you need to go through to ignore the blindingly obvious? All right, that was a big update there. Let me just drop in to you lovely people and check out your questions or your comments. How have I disappointed you today, my friends? How 
have I disappointed you today? All right, what do we got here? I should watch George Webb's take on it. Yeah, maybe I should. Yeah. Conspiracy theory is a term made up by the CIA to make people sound crazy. Yeah, so you need, you need a magic spell word to dispel criticism if you are not particularly interested in thinking or if you're allergic to or averse to thinking. So how do people get you to not process my arguments and my ideas? Well, they call me a white supremacist. They call me a Nazi. They call me far right. They call me a cult leader. All of these are magic spells designed to ward you off from actually coming in contact with the ideas I'm putting forward, the arguments and the evidence I'm putting forward. Another one, of course, is Islamophobia. If you have any problems with Islam, well, it's the same as being scared of spiders and snakes. Well, actually, that doesn't really... <laughs> it's the same as having an irrational fear, right? So that's what they do. And, of course, the other thing that they do is they, they talk about conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy theory, really. A communist government is incompetent. That's not a conspiracy theory. Do you ever drive a ladder? Of course, communist governments are completely incompetent. A communist government is careless about human lives. Well, of course, a communist government is careless about human lives. Of course it is. Son of Sam invites you over and you end up all kinds of dead, end up as a statue in some Podesta living room. Well, he's got a history, right? Jeffrey Dahmer invites you over for dinner. Well, you're really going over for dinner. Got a history. So, of course, right? If labs in China, which are incompetent because communism, if labs in China have formally accidentally released dangerous pathogens into the wild, which they have, that's precedent. If China lies up, if China covers, if China refuses to talk about the reality of human-to-human -human transmission of NCOV-19, which they knew about weeks before even weeks before the WHO said it wasn't the case, that you couldn't get it person-to-person, -person, Taiwan was warning them. China's lying, China's lying, China's lying. Come on. Come on. You've got to be kidding me, right? All right. That gives new meaning to the saying batshit crazy. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. All right. Um, bats get rabies? All right. Where did the bat idea even come from? Wasn't it just a meme? I don't think so. I think it's, uh, I, I assume these things are just generally engineered statements. Yeah, communists are great at lying and killing, of course. Now, here's another thing too, right? Um, this is how insane things are, right? So you remember Charlottesville, right? When a bunch of far-right people got together and had a tiki torch parade and chanted uh, anti-Semitic statements, you will not replace us, and all that kind of stuff. And then this one lunatic drove into the crowd and killed a person. Well, that guy's now in jail. I got no problem with that. Um, he mowed, drove into protesters and, and killed a person, which was a monstrous thing to do. But man, look at how much coverage that got, and look how much anger and rage and guilt by association and everything that happened with that event and that murder. It was just on the news 24-7. Anybody that these guys had ever had contact with, like the Christchurch shooter, anybody who'd ever had any tangential... Con I mean, they were still going after Candace Owens because she was named along with, I think, some Pikachu or, or some other anime characters or whatever it was. Look at the news cycle that was involved in Charlotte. Charlottesville. Uh, no, Charlotte, sorry. And now... Imagine that some far-left, sorry, some far-right neo-Nazi group had been cooking around and messing around 
with viruses and a virus had been released right next to them and then they had disappeared and murdered doctors to cover it up and they were on film spreading it. Can you imagine the amount of media scrutiny of that group and any association with anyone with that group? They would just go full tilt boogie throughout the entire society to nail those guys, to, to nail anybody who was ever associated with them it would 24-7. They would be focusing your anger on that monstrous group messing around with deadly viruses right next to where the pandemic emerged. Now, if these guys were interviewed, right, and they said, uh, no, it, uh, it didn't come from us. It comes from bats, you see. It comes from a fish market. Uh, it comes from pangolins. <laughs> Everybody then goes and look up what pangolins are, right? And they say, wait, your theory is that the virus which emerged right next to you actually comes from bats 900 kilometers away? Really? That's your theory? Well, let's just have a look at what you were doing. No. Well, let's come in and expect. No. Come on. you got to be kidding. You've got to be. you got to be kidding, right? So, you know, can we also, just by the by, can we also stop giving money to government agencies that screw up? I mean, I know that may be a bridge too far, but can we please just think about stopping giving money to government agencies that monstrously screw up, right? Now, of course, it doesn't take long for the racism hysteria, the racism panic and paranoia uh, to, to show up, right? What am I talking about? Well, good old AOC, right? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. What she got to say about all of this. Something useful, I hope. What was my biggest tweets? There's a a video of her gesticulating like, I don't know, marionette Mussolini on ADHD meds. And um, I said, it's so strange to see a socialist imitating a helicopter. I guess that got, got a couple of laughs. So she wrote, COVID deaths are disproportionately spiking in black and brown communities. Why? Because the chronic death toll of redlining, environmental racism, wealth gap, etc. are underlying health conditions. Inequality is a comorbidity. COVID relief should be drafted with a lens of reparations. Yeah, never never let a, a complete crisis go to waste, right? I mean, never, ever get your hand out of the taxpayer's wallet, right? Always, no matter what, more money for me, more money for me, more money for me and my, the people who vote for me or whatever, right? But as Ryan Saavedra points out, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was encouraging New Yorkers to go out to eat at restaurants while the coronavirus was aggressively spreading throughout New York City. So she got people killed. Statistically, it's quite likely, highly likely, she got people killed. Now, whose fault is it that people are dying? Is it her fault at all? Is it the fault of Dr. Fauci, who in January was saying, oh, this isn't going to be a big deal, a big risk to Americans? No, it's white people. <laughs> it's white people. That's, that's the problem. The problem is white people. Whatever the question, whatever the problem is, it's never the fault of Cortez or anything. It's always the fault of white people. How sad, how pitiful, how pathetic, how predictable. Very sad. So let's look at uh, something from Andrew Neal as well. 
And uh, yeah, settle in, man. We, you know, it's been a while. So I have a lot of stuff saved up that I wanted to talk about. I hope that you will stick it out. Come on. What more important stuff do you have to do than learn about what's going on? All right. What have we got here? U.S. intelligence agencies have told the White House that the Chinese government itself does not know the extent of the coronavirus and has no better idea than the rest of the world. Mid-level bureaucrats in the city of Wuhan, where the virus originated and elsewhere in China, have been lying about infection rates, testing, and death counts, frightened that if they report numbers that are too high, they will be punished, lose their position, or be jailed. Yeah, I talked about this in my documentary last fall. The British were pounding their way up through the rivers north of Hong Kong, and none of the local mandarins of the Chinese government wanted to tell the emperor... So they told him that, uh, oh, yeah, we're winning. They're totally toast. And anyway, ended up seizing his uh, winter palace, I think it was. Summer palace? Anyway. CIA in particular has been warning White House since at least early February that China has vastly understated its coronavirus infections and its count could not be relied upon as countries compile predictive models to fight the virus. U.S. intelligence warns that getting a more accurate count of the Chinese rate of infection and deaths from the virus has worldwide public health implications when there is such uncertainty over the virus at speed of transmission, other fundamentals, right? Chinese totals critical are critical for better understanding of how COVID-19 will hit other countries in the months ahead and effectiveness of countermeasures like social distancing. No idea where this now leaves the imperial model, which used Chinese figures and has guided UK policy. All right, so this is um, what I had talked about in my last show. Yes, you can't trust China, it's very, very important, right? So China has been around the world gathering up essential medical supplies and shipping them back to China. And there's one woman even laughing about how she's not leaving anything for the Americans whatsoever. She's going to take it all for China. Um, I guess some of these I can just, I don't have to paste them all in, right? You trust me that they're real tweets? (coughs) Excuse me. Nothing more fun than sneezing during a pandemic update. School board just told us they'll be closed for the rest of the year and my kids need to do one to two hours of online learning and 30 minutes of reading per day to stay on track. I think they just told me that they've been ripping us off since the birth of the internet. Yes, well, nobody's ever going to imagine that uh, government schools have any credibility in the future. Well, I mean, some people will. But um, that seems uh, kind of important. Now, here's another interesting fact. And uh, I can't remember if I predicted this or not, but I certainly thought it. And uh, those of you who followed my investigations into IQ and ethnicity, areas hit hardest by coronavirus all voted against Trump. But he helps them anyways, right? So this is important. The areas hardest hit by coronavirus all voted against Trump. And uh, those of you who've been longer-term listeners have some significant idea as to why this is the case. And it ain't racism. And... You can figure all of that. Now, here's another thing that's important to remember as well, right? I don't know. Shall I try risking playing some audio? Shall I? Dun, dun, dun. Let's see here. Let me see here. Sound settings. Give me just a sec here. I'm going to think that it's possible that we might be able to get some sound here, but uh, let's give it a try. I just need to set up one thing here. Oh, yeah. I need this. Nancy Pelosi told her constituents to crowd into the streets while COVID-19 was spreading around the world. Like the myth of fingerprints. All right. Uh, Check my levels here. There we go. Let's see. Maybe this will work. Maybe it won't. 
Uh, maybe I'll just get some horrifying blinding echo. Here, especially at this time, uh, to be able to be here. unified with our community. You always sound uh, We want to be unified with our community. We've been concerned about uh, the, the optics of the coronavirus and uh, the fear that some people might have uh, coming to a place like Chinatown that might have a lot of Chinese nationals. So she has been going around to show that it is perfectly safe to be here. Uh, she says that this is a very special place to her heart because she started a lot of her early campaigning when she started her political career. Right, uh, some of it right here saying, in Chinatown and to be unified with our community. Exciting to be here, especially at this time, uh, to be able to be unified with our community. Uh, we want to be vigilant about what it might be on the, uh, what is out there in other places. We want to be careful about how we deal with it. But we do want to say to people, come to Chinatown. Here we are. We're again careful, safe, and come join us. Yeah, so um, the nerve that the Democrats have. And look, I mean, so yeah, the nerve that the Democrats have is, is truly, truly staggering, truly, truly astounding. But, um, oh yeah, so Dr. Fauci, I quoted him earlier, so I want to be honest about that. I'm not sure I feel quite the same about him as I did in the past. I quoted him, I think, in early February about numbers and seemed to me like a fairly up-and-up guy. But um, let's see here. Can we get to this? Let me just get this. Sorry. Uh, I'll get a... Uh, this is from the Gateway Pundit. And, uh, you know, for those of you who are like, hey, man, that's the Gateway Pundit. That's not reliable. Okay, well, let's say that that's the case. Um, it still doesn't matter because they're simply quoting what Dr. Fauci said uh, directly, right? So let's go down to the posture corrector, the spectra detector. What have we got here? Now I'm afraid to click that link. <laughs> let's find out. Dun, dun, dun. So, let's uh, go manageable numbers. Um, bottom line, we don't have to worry about this one, right? Well, I, you know, obviously you need to take it seriously and do the kinds of things that the CDC and the Department of Homeland Security are doing. But this is not a major threat for the people in the United States. And this is not something that the citizens of the United States right now should be worried about. Right. So that is a piece of crap garbage statement that I, again, will say probably got people killed because they're out there, they're going to visit people, they're picking stuff up, they're handing the grandma a hot chocolate, and that is the reality. That is the reality. Now, you know, do people make mistakes? Yeah, of course people make mistakes. It's a pretty freaking big mistake, but people make mistakes. My question is, what happens when people make mistakes? Do they self-correct? Do they figure things out? Do they do they apologize? Do they apologize? Well, we all know the answer to that. All right, so this is from Roosh V, whose beard game is pretty tough to uh, to beat. Let's see here. And I thought this was worth mentioning. Um, big cities won't snap back to normal, right? So forget about returning to jobs as usual after coronavirus. After the coronavirus passes, your world will not go back to normal. New York governor says U.S. won't get back to normal after coronavirus. 
I mean, there's some truth in all of that, but his point is that they're grooming you to permanently accept quarantine, social distancing, and economic impoverishment. Accept your new lot, slave. Well, that's um, an important thing to remember. Now, strange white swan events, right? Black swan events? I can't remember. Guy blocked me. So let's look at what's going on in Germany. Because Germany, of course, see, it's interesting. There are eight strains of coronavirus as of last count, like this coronavirus thing, right? Oh, is the tweet unavailable? Why is the tweet unavailable since earlier today? I must know. Can't be fake news thing. Uh, he says, Germany has stopped accepting all asylum seekers now. And that is very, very interesting. Germany has stopped accepting all asylum seekers as of now. Maybe that's changed. Uh, I'm not going to look it up live. But nonetheless, if that's true, that is quite fascinating. All right. So here is the issue, right? So diabetes is a pretty significant health risk. I think it's uh, particularly risky when it comes to coronavirus. More than 100 million Americans have diabetes or prediabetes. Now, my friends, please, please, if you are overweight, if you are a smoker, if you're eating badly, please, please make sure that you start to become more healthy. Like this is, this is a good time to be scared into acting in a more healthy manner. And so I would say, you know, try and lose weight. <laughs> Maybe easier than you think going forward. Try to lose weight. Try to exercise. Try, try, try to understand he's a magic man. Oops, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, in January, suspending travel from China was one bridge too far for this crowd. Now beating the virus means wrecking the greatest economy in human history, letting rapists out of prison, locking ourselves inside, and closing stores, churches, and gun shops. Well, you see, of course, because suspending travel from China targeted non-whites, whereas all of this stuff generally, um, more non-whites than whites, uh, out, well, I guess uh, blacks and, and Hispanics are disproportionately in prison, so letting them out harms uh, those communities. And so churches and gun shops is code for Christian white people as a whole, right? I know there's lots of blacks and, of course, Hispanics who go to church and have guns, but um, it's impossible for me, at least, whether rightly or wrongly, it's impossible not to see this through some of these kinds of lenses. Now, you probably heard the hashtag film your hospital, where people are going and saying, hey, man, I'm filling my hospital and nothing really is, is happening. Well, one of the reasons for that is that um, elective procedures have been canceled. And not all hospitals, of course, have COVID levels of, sorry, uh, New York City levels of COVID patients. So that is, uh, that's important. I had um, uh, a friend of mine on, the, our good friend from, from Texas, um, at the doctor there. And although it's a bit unfair, there was a funny comment where somebody said that, um, it's one thing to be a country doctor at Tumbleweed Hospital where you have chickens roaming the hallways, which, you know, is a bit far, but he is from a fairly small uh, hospital. And uh, his perspective was criticized for being not quite in touch with some of the more dire sections of the country. And uh, I just thought that was, I don't think it's particularly fair. He's a great guy and a great doctor, but uh, it was a funny characterization. All right. You probably heard of this. As of yesterday, the Navy has removed the commander of the USS Theodore Roosevelt after he sent a memo saying the Navy was, quote, failing, end quote, to take care of its sailors during the coronavirus outbreak. This is a larger 
story here, a sort of larger, more important story here, which is this. Um, so those of us who studied history understand that if you pour trillions of dollars into developing a massive conventional military, then people just won't engage that military. Right, that's, you will simply end up with asymmetrical warfare that in many ways leaves your population more exposed. So the 9-11 um, the hijackers had a specific plan to draw America into an economy-destroying war because, and, and that way they would end up having to withdraw their troops from Saudi Arabia, which is one of the things that they were mainly bothered about. Well, bothered is probably not strong enough a word, but you, you know what I mean, right? So if you pour trillions of dollars into developing these giant aircraft carriers, into developing um, massive conventional warfare machinery, into nuclear bombs and so on, then nobody will ever meet you on the battlefield. They'll find some other way to harm you. That other way could be terrorism. That other way could be poisoning the water supply. That other way could be a virus. Not necessarily mean coronavirus in this context, but it could be. So you can't keep yourself safe by building up a massive military. I'm not saying no military, but building up a massive military is an exercise in transferring money to giant corporations and transferring a false sense of security to the population. It's not about actually keeping uh, people, people safe. America should be very easy to keep safe because friendly neighbors are the north and south and giant, um, giant oceans to the uh, east and west. All right. Here's a, uh, here's a graph. Whew. Here's a graph that is kind of important to look at. All right, let's look at this. I think it has got some sound. Let's turn our sound back on. Does it? Okay, so this is... Let me see this zoomed up a little bit. No? Okay, so this is jobless claims. 1970, 1975, 1980, a couple of recessions here and there, 1990, 2000, the dot-com crash, 2010, uh, the uh, real estate crash, and now look at this. Look at this. Weekly initial jobless claims. Seasonally adjusted. Up, 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 up. That is really quite astounding. Look at that. That's from 1967. <laughs> One year after. One of the greatest years in the history of philosophy. Anyway, so 1967, uh, that's going up. Look at those numbers. This is how unprecedented this situation is. All right. Um, let's do a couple more. I've got so many more, but let's just do a couple of more. Now, if you look at this, and there are more than 10 million people, I think, in America now who have applied for unemployment insurance, right? It's pretty bad. So it's important things to remember. Important things to remember here. Again, from Ryan Saavedra. This is China's fault, he wrote yesterday. China lied to the world about the severity, knew about it in November of last year. Responsible for the wet markets that caused it, mm, not my particular take, but it refused to help contain it, certainly true. Failed to lock down borders to prevent spread, silenced whistleblowers who sounded alarm, and blamed the U.S. So yeah, everyone except for the second one. You know, if China had simply shut down its airports, we wouldn't be dealing with any of this. Wouldn't be dealing with any of this. Now, this is important. Dose effect matters, right? So dose effect matters. Now again, I'm no doctor, at all. This is not medical advice of any kind. I am just reporting on the information. So why are so many healthcare providers becoming ill and dying? Again, Ryan points out, virus experts know, he's quoting someone else, virus experts know 
that viral dose affects illness severity. So mice who receive a low dose of a virus clear it and recover, while the same virus at a higher dose kills them. Dose sensitivity has been observed for every common acute viral infection, including coronavirus, right? So you get a flyby thing, someone coughs on the bus, you get a little bit, you're probably going to clear it. But if you are in a hospital, if you are a healthcare worker in touch with this stuff all the time and the preparation and remediation measures that have been reported to me uh, are just ridiculous. Uh, this is um, it's important to remember. Try and keep your, di- your, dice low. Uh, sorry, your dosage low uh, or your exposure low is probably a better way to put it, right? Now, why is there such a dichotomy between the conservative and the liberal media when it comes to reporting on coronavirus and its origins. So the companies that own the major news networks, NBC, ABC, and CBS, all do significant business in China. By contrast, conservative news companies are much less involved in China. That's very, very important to remember. So I'm getting a lot of blowback for repeatedly pointing out that the Chinese communists had a lot to do with this. They facilitated the spread of this disease. Uh, And it could, of course, if they're paying the lab, and it turns out the lab, we'll probably never know, but if it turns out the lab was a source of it, then uh, that is is pretty wild. Uh, But yeah, there's a big difference here. So this story in Canada from CBC News Alerts, Federal Health Minister Paddy Hadju says, Ottawa, quote, likely did not have enough personal protective gear stockpiled when COVID-19 pandemic broke. Ezra Levant, you should follow him at Ezra Levant, says, how is it possible to write this story without mentioning that Trudeau put our national stockpile 16 tons of of protective gear on a plane and gave it to China in February? Trudeau's CBC state broadcaster is like the Chinese state broadcaster. It's not news, it's propaganda. Well, of course, of course it is, right? Of course it is. The Canadian Broadcasting Corporation Canada's national public broadcaster has listed Taiwan as a, quote, province of China end quote, on its coronavirus tracking map, which Taiwan, of course, would be enormously offended by. And yeah, they have taken essential life-saving gear for Canadians and shipped it off to China. Well, Canadians, um, what did you do? What did you do? I mean, I told you all about this last year. Canadians, everyone. You elected a guy who said he has great admiration for China's basic dictatorship. He is a big fan of dictatorial communist China. Actions have consequences. See, philosophy can can enhance your free will by giving you information that gives you choice. Philosophy can enhance your free will. Philosophy cannot protect you from consequences. Right? I mean, a nutritionist can tell you you should eat better and give you the science and information about how and why, but can't protect you from the consequences of eating badly. People talking, of course, about Trump didn't do enough, didn't do enough quickly. Well, it's a trap. You understand it's a trap. If Trump had done more quickly, he would have been called an anti-Chinese racist. Um, So China didn't reveal that coronavirus could spread person to person till the 21st of January, uh, about two months after I think it first came on their radar. By that time, Trump Trump had... Issued travel notice for Wuhan, created coronavirus tracking system, issued level one travel notice for Wuhan, started work on a vaccine, activated emergency operations center. Now, this is, of course, the price of the endless hysteria regarding Russia, the endless hysteria regarding the impeachment process. I mean, it's ridiculous, right? 
the, um, the impeachment process has definitely cost lives. And the endless cries of racism has definitely cost lives by paralyzing one's capacity to act. All right, let's have a look. Did I get that one done correctly? Yeah, okay, so uh, here's another one which I wanted to, uh, to mention. Oh, did I lose it? Did I lose it? Did I lose it? Oh, yes. A Chinese woman filmed herself traveling around Florida buying up N95 face masks while bragging, I didn't leave a single mask for the Americans. Oh, yes. The waves. The waves. A lot less fun in a pandemic than they are at a baseball game. Hey, remember baseball? Me either. Good. All right. So, why am I not able to... Sorry about all of this. I am futzing up my Mozart keyboard work. Yeah, China concealed the extent of the virus outbreak. There's no question about that at all. Oh, you know what I think I'm doing? I think I'm taking them off my bookmarks. Um, oh, yes, this woman. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this woman. Very, very important. Again, I don't know if this is going to work. Let's try and see if it will. It's good having a bit of sound here, right? Look at me vamping like a boss. All right. A nurse on the front lines in Chicago tried to wear her own N95 to work. And what happened? I quit my job today. I went into work and I was assigned to a COVID patient on an ICU unit that has been converted to a designated COVID unit. None of the nurses are wearing masks, not even surgical masks in the hallways when they're giving report to each other. I had my own N95 mask. I told my manager, I understand we're short on supplies, but let me protect myself. Let me feel safe. I have family that I have to come home to. And the way things are looking, this isn't going to get any better. America is not prepared and nurses are not being protected. I quit my job today. Yeah, I mean, this is rough, man. I mean, you got to understand she's probably exhausted. She probably has been working for days. Uh, she's seen people die. She's stressed. Come on. I mean, have a heart. I mean, this is a caring woman. And stop. Yeah. I mean, you guys go. You guys go and deal with this kind of situation and then get back to me and start mocking her for her passion about these things. I mean, she is really... Uh, struggling, and she is really suffering, and she's just not getting the kind of protection. And I've heard a lot of stories about just this kind of stuff. Yeah, Jack Posobiec pointed out the U.S. Navy currently has two carriers effectively neutralized in the Western Pacific without a shot fired. The Chinese PLA is looking at that, and they are taking notes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um... Democratic Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer is now asking the federal government to send her hydroxychloroquine, hydroxychloroquine, sorry, just four days after she threatened to revoke the medical licenses of doctors who prescribed it. And here's the thing, too. Uh, let's look at the media. The media, the media, the media. See, the media, unfortunately, gets fear clicks. 
and they actually have a um, an incentive, an economic incentive to promote war and to promote just this kind of pandemic. I'm not saying that they're doing this consciously. You say, oh, well, Steph, don't you get clicks for this? It's like, well, yes, but I was saying to everyone, uh, you know, close the borders. I was saying it's going to be a pandemic. I was saying uh, stock up on food and toilet paper. I was saying this is going to be a big deal. Uh, I was begging people. I don't have political power, of course, but I was begging for the right things to be done, which, of course, would have minimized, if not eliminated, these issues, right? So, yeah, let's look at some of this stuff, right? Uh, I won't read all of these. Sorry about the 720p, but I'm a little nervous to go to 1080. I want to make sure that we get this all right. So get a grip, America. The flu is a much bigger threat than coronavirus for now. We should de-escalate the war on coronavirus. As the coronavirus spreads, says CNN, fear is fueling racism and xenophobia. The Observer, coronavirus fears fuels racism and hostility, say British Chinese. Coronavirus is scary, but the flu is deadlier and more widespread. Is the new virus more deadly than the flu? Not exactly. The flu is still a bigger health threat to the U.S. than novel coronavirus. Why are we so panicked about coronavirus and calm about the flu? Flu hitting Arizona more than usual this, this season, despite attention on coronavirus. Oh, my gosh. It's a new novel. Novel means new. Nobody knows how this is going to play out. Unfortunately, it's playing out exactly as predicted. And this is why everyone thought I did this two days ago, like some sort of April, April Fool's thing. No, I really mean it, man. If you floated this stuff, you're part of the problem. You're getting people in harm's way. You're putting people in harm's way. It's a new one. Here's the thing too, right? So even if we say, well, it's just like the flu, well, it's the flu plus another flu, right? So all the medical systems have been calibrated for a certain number of flu cases, which is still going to happen because it's not like the coronavirus kills the flu and just substitutes itself. So you've got to understand the entire medical system has been calibrated for a certain number of flu cases. You get a new flu in, a new woo flu, so to speak, and the systems get overwhelmed. Why? Why? Is this hard for people to understand? Well, I think people are nervous that governments are going to try and take power, and of course they will. But that doesn't have anything to do with whether or not the coronavirus is a danger or not. Um, choir practice turns fatal. Airborne coronavirus strongly suspected. There was a member of a choir and this guy, Startup Damon, Matt's brother, anyway, said, can we please, please, pretty please end the semantic de debate if the Wuhan is airborne? If 27 feet and hours of suspension isn't airborne, what is? Intercontinental air travel? Um, I think that's actually kind of a fair a fair point. So, again, we can look at these numbers six ways from Sunday, but I do want to reinforce that there are some numbers that are worth keeping in your head, right? So this is from a couple days ago, April 1st. Based on official data released by relevant authorities, the global mortality rate now stands at 4.94%. Of the 13 countries with more than 10,000 cases, Italy has the highest mortality rate, 11.7%, followed by 9% in Spain and 8.2% in the Netherlands. Right, so the more people who have it, the more people who spread it, the more likely it is to mutate. And as I pointed out earlier, there are, I think, eight, last time I counted, there are eight different strains of coronavirus, of NCOV-19, some of which, of course, will be more lethal than others. And this is another reason why it's so disastrous, is that nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows how this thing is going to mutate going forward. And uh, 
having it simply out there in a petri dish of experimenting with human beings, that's not good. Now, China has now, this is from the great Rahim Kassam, and you should watch him and Steve Bannon go at it in the war room, which has been doing some good coverage, I will say. China says it did not include asymptomatic coronavirus patients in its initial counts. Now, there's a data. So, oh, gosh, what is it? Let me just dig this up. I don't think I have saved it here because it was in another location. But I'm going to pull this up because I think it's really, really important. And Iceland, pretty unique place. It's about 300,000 people in Iceland, right? And let me just hear Iceland testing. They've been able to test a large number, right? So it's a mono-ethnic culture, so they don't get accusations of racism when things done that. But here's what I got. Uh, Iceland Review. <laughs> Boy, who doesn't subscribe to that? Oh, that's March 17th. Sorry. Let me do. I forgot to do my date filter. All right. Hey, it happens. It happens. Don't blame me. Blame the computer. All right. Oh, yes. Here we go. This is from Kaima.com. I'll bring this up. Uh, it's a wee bit technical, but I think it's worth talking about because they have a very, I think they have the widest swath of data available from any country because of their proactive testing. I like to see drop frame zero. That's how I save my glasses. Oh, dad joke. Hey. All right. I, uh, Iceland's labs testing suggests 50% of coronavirus cases have no symptoms. Right? So what have we got here? They've tested nearly 5% of their population, almost 18,000 people. So they're testing people who are high risk and show symptoms, but nearly half of Iceland's test cases or tests have been conducted by a biopharma company, Decode Genetics, focusing on the wider population. So their screening program accepts everybody who is not showing symptoms and not currently in quarantine. They're doing it on behalf of the chief epidemiologist and the health agency. The main findings, what have they found? Here's the quote. They've tested about 9,000 self-selected people. Quote, the results of the additional tests performed by Decode have given an indication that efforts to limit the spread of the virus have been effective so far. Testing in the general population will continue to elicit much clearer picture of the actual spread of SARS-CoV-2 virus in Iceland. Although fewer than 1% of the tests came back positive for the virus, about 50% of those who tested positive said they were asymptomatic, confirming multiple studies that show that asymptomatic or mildly symptomatic people have played an important role in spreading the virus. Now, of course, this doesn't mean that they have the full-blown disease and it's just not affecting them that much. I believe what this means is that they have the virus, but they have no symptoms, which is why they're going about their day and spreading the disease. So that is uh, kind of important. And, you know, why is it that uh, the... Um, Uh, why, why is it that the, um, oh, I can get there. I, you know, I really can get to this thought, or can I? No, I read something new, and, <laughs> and the thought is gone. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. All right. Um, blaming, oh, what have they done up here in Canada? They've now blamed Stephen Harper for the slow response to the pandemic. It's a beautiful thing about democracy. Just blame the guy who came before, right? And that seems to be the case, right? So Brian Dean Wright wrote March 31st, in 2013, scientists warned the world, including the Obama administration, that a new coronavirus was brewing in China and their wet markets. Obama and his team failed to stop it. 
Americans are now living and dying with that horrific failure. And this is because Barack Obama, of course, is sociopathically using this tragedy to push his political agenda for global warming. Now, of course, global warming, uh, the warmer the planet, the the warmer the environment, the less friendly it is to viruses. So why aren't all of the people people who have been making people crap their pants over global warming for the past couple of decades, why aren't they now modeling how many lives global warming is saving because a warmer planet is less friendly to coronavirus? All right, I think that was it. Uh, Sorry, I lost a couple in there in the middle. Almost 5,000 NYPD officers are out sick, almost 15% of the force. The Spanish government is being sued for gross negligence after it encouraged citizens to attend giant feminist rallies across the country on March 8th, potentially exposing hundreds of thousands of people to coronavirus. But without the government, how could we possibly be safe? A viral Facebook post. Okay, let's end at this, right? Chinese government researchers isolated more than 2,000 animal viruses, including deadly bat coronaviruses, and carried out scientific work on them just three miles from a wild animal market identified as the epicenter of the COVID-19 pandemic. Okay, you guys got to let the wild animal market out of your head. It's not, it's not the case, right? Half the patients. Half the patients. Early on had no relationship to it. Why does the World Health Organization keep misinforming the public? The WHO said the coronavirus couldn't be transmitted from person to person. The WHO says masks don't protect anyone or prevent the spread of the coronavirus. The WHO advised against shutting borders and canceling flights. Well, of course, right? Of course. So, well, uh, China, of course, has taken over significant swaths of the Western economy. China has taken over many of the globalist organizations. Uh, China is um, (laughs) communism, not Chinese people, obviously very nice people as a whole, but Communism is the virus. All right. So, uh, do you guys, what are we talking about? Hour 25. Well, I knew it was going to be a while. Nice to see thousands of people dropping by to chat. I hope you guys are doing well. How is your endurance for the StephBot streamhead? Do you want to do a couple of questions? Do you want to ask a couple of questions? See if there's anything I can do to help you guys out? <laughs> Message deleted by the CCP. Uh, thoughts on Q. Uh, all right. Okay. So it looks like we got a couple of questions. Q for questions. All right. Let me just turn this dude off and do my, I will meet you over in camera middleness. All right. What do we got here? There. And I'm not going to try and swivel the camera. That's going to fall for sure. Let's go. And I will be stuck in the middle with you. All right. Uh, middle-ish. Middle-ish. Ah, the cameras keep getting better and I keep getting more speckly. All right. So let's do a couple of questions. Lawyer Larry Clayman is filing a legal case for $20 trillion against China. Yeah, you know, it's really, really tough because um, uh, American law doesn't allow you to sue China. We'll see. Um, The same people who are crying about global warming are A-OK with the idea of items made in China from the U.S. parts being sold in the U.S., Ship half around the world twice. Yeah, of course. Be safe, Steph. Check out Battle Brothers, an old D&D fan. You mean that game is is the case? Um, what is your take on Trudeau's continued self-isolation? Do you think he's been compromised by the CCP? Well, two questions there. Of course he's been compromised by the CCP. He's, I mean, I don't know about legally, politically, spy-wise or anything like that. I don't know if it's like Diane Feinstein. What was her driver? Was a... Chinese communist spy for 20 years, and that kind of went down the rabbit hole, didn't it? 
So I think he's continuing to self-isolate because his wife tested positive, and I think he's still got to go with all of that, right? All right. Do I think this is airborne? Well, it's, you know, I think they measured 20, 25 feet in a bus. So I'll tell you this. I mean, I'll tell you what I'm doing. I can't tell you about, you know, these kinds of facts, but I'll tell you what I'm doing. So what I'm doing is I'm having no contact with people. I'm going for hikes outside. I will say hi to people if I meet them on a hike, and I will keep my distance. (laughs) I saw these women on a hike the other day. I was out with my daughter, and um, and I was just like hugs. (laughs) It was just it's worth getting a laugh in where you can in these uh, in these challenges. So yeah, no more gay pride parades at least. Well, that's interesting. Uh, Obama proved climate change was a myth. Then he said, when he said all U.S. coastal cities will be underwater, then he goes and buys a seaside mansion for $15 million. Yeah, that was in Martha's Vineyard, right? Yeah, well, of course, it's all nonsense, right? I mean, uh, you look at the, um, what was it, Al Gore's electrical bill is equivalent to a pretty small city, uh, a large town or whatever, small town maybe, but yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, right? Uh, let's see here. Won't get fooled again. Yeah, I know. Everybody talking about the who keeps putting all the, where the magic bus. All right. What have we got here? I am a 1099 independent contractor, consultant, self-employed. I don't fit the criteria for unemployment, nor will I see any dollar from the COVID relief fund. What do I do? Stay home? I will be homeless soon. I am so sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. So here's what I don't know what you do, right? But if let's say you're a handyman, James Taylor style, right? So what I would say is you got to get on the phone and you got to tell people, I am willing to work half off, you know, just tell me what it is that you need done. I won't come into, let's say you do handiwork outside or whatever, like I will go into your backyard and I will do, I will clean your brush, I will weed your garden, I will build you a shed, I will do all of that kind of stuff, just try and get any kind of work without having human contact. And again, I'm sorry if this doesn't apply to you at all, but uh, if there's, you know, if you're a plumber, maybe you can do work on people's cottages uh, if they're not there. Like there's lots of different things that you can do, but really, really get on the horn, get on the phone, be really, really proactive and just try and get some work. And again, as I said, I said this at the beginning, but I really, really want to repeat this because, you know, I know, I know there's at least three of you who didn't stay for the whole thing. But look, so what I've done is I'm trying to uh, put money into the hands of local businesses, right? Or, or people that I've worked with before. So what I'm doing is I'm now outsourcing things that I used to do myself. Like I'm now outsourcing thumbnails. Um, I would like to outsource video production, but it just, it's too long to send these high def files everywhere. But what you need to do is Uh, Try and get, you know, order things online from local businesses, right? Or if you don't need anything right now, but you'll need something later, order a gift certificate. Get get a gift certificate. Maybe it can be delivered electronically or or even pick it up in the store later. Try and get some money into the hands of local businesses. Really important. I restarted uh, Sunset in the Golden State. We've got another episode coming out this weekend. Uh, because, you know, people need, uh, they need money, right? So try and outsource. And and I've really, I said this at the beginning, I will repeat it again. Please, uh, if you have a choice between supporting what it is that I do and supporting your local businesses, please don't donate to me. Please go and support your local businesses. They're the ones who are the most in hurt. I will find a way to muddle through. I will find a way to get by. Don't worry about that. You know, share, I, I like subscribe and share all that kind of good stuff is fantastic. But if you're down to like, do I help staff or do I help my local businesses? Please go, you know, order pizza, um, 
whatever you can get. Or order a handyman to do something outside the house. Try and get some money into the hands of people in your community. It's really, really important. And again, if you, know, if you want to support me, great. Freedomain.com forward slash donate. I really, really appreciate that. But in this time of need, I'm less in need than the people who are local to you in your business community, in your environment. And, you know, if you want to find a way to Ayn Rand, uh, Ayn Rand this up, you can say, well, you do want to keep people employed in your immediate vicinity because that keeps your house price up, right? Because everyone goes out of business, they got to move out and everyone's going to sell, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, Jared Kushner, man, that guy's everywhere, man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So there was an actor, I don't know what the hell happened to him, Chas Palmentieri. He was uh, he was in everything for a while, right? So he was telling a funny story on some late night show where there was like a whole bunch of trailers. for. He was at a movie and there were a whole bunch of trailers and he was in like three of the four trailers, right? And there was a guy ahead of him, ahead of Chas Palmentieri, a guy ahead of him turned to his girlfriend and said, Man, that Chas guy, he's everywhere. And then, of course, Chas Palminteri turns and taps, like leans forward, taps him on the shoulders. Says, you got a problem with that? <laughs> Which I think is actually a pretty funny story. But Jared Kushner is the new Chas Palminteri. I mean, the guy's everywhere. I mean, come on. You're not that smart. You're not that good at everything. I mean, this nepotism stuff is really crazy. Well, I mean, I understand it. The nepotism is kind of necessary because... People who worked for Trump got their entire lives nuked by the mainstream media over the last couple of years, and they bankrupted people. What was General Flynn was, just even some months ago, $5 million in the hole. Look what they did to Roger Stone for virtually nothing. It was absolutely ghastly, right? So, all right. Um, 5G, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And so, I shared your global warming vid years ago. Well, as the old song says, thanks, but... What have you done for me lately? All right. The Faroe Island has tested about 8% of the population. Uh, great. Is China trying to depopulate the country? Well, you know, I don't, I don't sit there and think, oh, they intentionally released the virus and so on, right? I think the virus was man-made. I, I can't prove that, and I don't have the expertise to say any of that for certain. I'm just telling you what I think. Uh, the virus was man-made. And the virus got out because people were careless. Uh, it could have gotten out because somebody really hates the Communist Party and released it locally because this is going to change a lot. This is going to change a lot. The world could be a better place. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if all of China turned into Hong Kong? My God. Well, I know where I'd end up living. Anyway. Oh, or Poland. So, um, or, or it got out accidentally or it got out because there have been reports that uh, some people make a little extra money by selling the animals on the wet market. The animals have been tested on. I don't know. I don't know. There has been a pandemic in 1720, 1820, and 1920. I mean, this pandemic should have been pretty easy to predict. Well, Stan, you show me where you predicted it. Uh, so anyway. Have Dr. Shiva Ayadurai. Ayadurai? Ayadurai? Adderall? On to talk about this. You know, if you want me to talk to someone, contact them, tell them about me and get their approval and, you know, suggest a couple of times, I'm home, make it happen. You know, please, my friends, I'm, I'm willing to work for you for free for the duration of all of this kind of stuff, but please do something that's proactive. Don't just type suggestions in, and I know you've got time to set it up, so please do. If you think that someone is valid, um, then give it a shout and make it happen. Make it happen. This better end this April the 30th. No, it's not going to. 
No. No, no, no. no. The age of plenty is over, man. The age of plenty, the age of infinity, the age, age of print your money forever. That, that age is over. People are now remembering that bad shit happens in life that you can't predict and you've got to have some savings and you've got to up your skills and all that time that you wasted playing video games. And listen, I've wasted some time playing video games. Don't get me wrong. But all that time that you wasted playing video games rather than improving your skills. And by those skills, I mean hunting and trapping and self-defense skills. Well, it's coming back to bite you. It's not too late, though. It's not too late. Um... It's how it is used. The normal flu can be used as a bioweapon. It's all in how you use it, like not telling half the world. Oh. Certainly, certainly could be the case. Um, multi-nation states always collapse. I don't know what that means. How dangerous is 5G? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I've seen some videos. Uh, they're very scattered. I haven't seen a lot of science. I've seen... The video of a doctor talking about how dangerous it is. Uh, I've also seen a video of a guy who points one side of the tree uh, that's all lush. The other side of the tree, it's all bare because there's a, I don't know if it's a 5G or there's some sort of Wi-Fi thing there. I don't know. I will say this. Please don't spend all your days with your phone up against your ear. Please don't do that. Uh, smoking gun, please search. A SARS-like cluster of circulating back coronaviruses shows potential for human emergence. UN Carolina study from 2015. Program was moved to Wuhan. Smoking gun. I don't really think that's a smoking gun. Stephen Rahim. Steph, why has happened to you? The Langley propaganda virus? Yeah, I don't know what... I mean, I, look, I'm just... I'm going to invite you here. Like, I'm just, I'm just going to invite you to this, okay? Let, let me be, be straight up with you. I mean, straight and clear with you. And, and very clear and assertive and decisive. Look, if you think... I'm some sort of sellout. If you think I'm a grifter, if I think, if you think I'm a shill, if you think that I have some nefarious objective or agenda, please, 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 life is short. Go somewhere else. Go watch someone else. Go do something else. This weird, like you lost a tooth and you just can't stop jamming your tongue up in the hole or something like that. There's this weird thing where people come by to hate watch. Like what a sad pitiful and pathetic waste of your time and your life. There's people I don't like on the internet. You know what I do? Whatever it is that's not them. There's 12 million channels out there. There's so many people out there for all of the people who think that I've sold out and I've betrayed my principles. And Okay, fine. Let's say that uh, I haven't, of course, right? But let's, let's believe that. Go find somebody who has the kind of integrity that you're looking for. Please go and find somebody who's as pure and perfect as you pretend you are and go and follow that person. Or, you know, if, if I'm a formerly principled person you believe who has lost the plot, lost the way and has now been borged up by the UN sphincter of globalism or whatever the hell people think about, then clearly there's a giant market opportunity because me, who you believe used to have integrity but now doesn't, I've opened up a wonderful market opportunity for you to go out and live the pure values that you believe I've fallen from grace from. So please, stop watching me. Stop complaining. Stop nagging. Stop bitching about things. Fuck off and go and start your own channel. Seriously. Stop clogging up well-intentioned, well-meaning, intelligent people with your puerile garbage and insults and entirely... Go and get a fucking camera. Stare into it and speak the truth that you feel I'm occluding. 
It's really not that complicated. You got a camera on your phone, you got a webcam on your laptop, or you can buy a, you know what? I will send you, 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 you email me, <laughs> I will send you. I got a couple of old webcams. I will mail you webcams, so in case you don't have any, in case you don't have the 30 bucks it takes to get a secondhand webcam, I will send it to you. And then you can stop fucking complaining about everything that everyone else is doing, and you can stand in front of a camera, and you can do this incredible, wonderful, God-given purity test that everyone else is failing, and you can start to take all of the heat for all of the purity that you think everyone else is backing away from. So please, fuck off out of my channel. Go do your own channel, and I will kneel before you like a guy pointing at Mecca. All right. And please tell everyone how much you dislike me if you think this is all fake. Yeah, you say it's all fake, it's a pandemic, it's, it's a hoax, all of that. You tell, you tell people all that, and you make, sure, you make sure to tell them that you hate free domain. Please, please do not tell them that you love free domain, you're really into philosophy, and you think it's all a hoax. Please. <laughs> Hanno says, I need a webcam, please. <laughs> do you think the psychology of letting the state assume greater power in crisis will remain after the crisis? Okay, do you, um, do, do you want another piece of frank advice here? Um, sorry, it's been bottling up in me for a little while, so excuse me if I lob a few more F-bombs your way. But stop being passive about this. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Make something fucking happen, people. For God's sakes, tell people. Governments are responsible for this. Governments are responsible for funding it, for creating it, for facilitating it, for spreading it, for not protecting the population, and for not having enough medical equipment. Governments are completely and totally ready for this. Why are people dying? Because they're being sucked up into the giant human disassembly combine harvester line of governments. It's a government crisis. It is a government lack of response to a government crisis. It's all about the state, you see. Now... If you just sit there saying, boy, I hope we get more freedoms out of this, because you can get more freedoms out of this. You can get more freedoms out of this. The state is being exposed right now. It's incompetence. It's narcissism. It's lack of care and concern for human beings. And it's lack, and the media in particular, it's lack of willingness to call out the actual Chinese Communist Party that facilitated the spread of this disease out into the world. Even if you believe it's all entirely like bats could pee 900 fucking kilometers from some shit stain of a mountain all the way to Wuhan, you believe that, that they hold in their fucking nose and they, they sneeze and they can pee 900 kilometers. It, it all comes from bats. Yeah, if you believe all of that, they still didn't close their goddamn airports, did they? They still prosecuted, threw in jail and disappeared people who were trying to warn the world, they still lied about the severity, the extent, the depth, and the human-to-human -human transmission factors. So tell people, tell people who are worried that if they run to the state, it's going to get worse. If they give up their liberties, it's going to get worse. Fundamentally, we have coronavirus because of a lack of free speech in China. So anybody who wants to shut people up, anybody who wants to censor people, you are serving the virus. Anybody who says, well, we've got to have the government power now, we've got to have some Medicare for all, we gotta, you're, serving the, you're serving the virus. You're serving the virus, you're going to get people killed. So for God's sakes, people, go out there and engage people in conversations. Or if you don't want to go out there, engage people in conversations 
however you can. However you can. Please don't. This is a moment. This is a moment in history where things are going to go one way or they're going to go up. Are they going to go up or they're going to go down? This is a chance to overthrow communism. This is the moment. This is what you have been waiting for and preparing for, like I have, your entire fucking life. This is the moment where you rip the mask off and you yell in people's faces if you have to that the real virus is communism. Coronavirus is just how it spreads. But that's the real virus. We have the capacity to bring down, metaphorically speaking, the thunderbolts of Zeus onto the heads of all of these supposed experts who said, oh, you know what the real danger is? Russia! Oh, you know what the real danger is? The temperature in 100 years. Oh, you know what the real danger is? Imaginary white nationalism. Ooh, you know what the real danger is? Racism. Funny story. Turns out the real danger is communism. As it always has been for the past 150 fucking years. Communism. Collectivism. Violations of the non-aggression principle. Initiations of the use of force. Propaganda. Lies. Obfuscation. Those are the real issues. The psychos who can easily mentally vault over 100 million dead fucking bodies and say, next time it's going to be perfect and suck you into the abattoir of human disassembly known as commu-fuckingism. So yeah, we have an opportunity. We have an opportunity. And if you flub it, we're going down. I'm not doing it for you. I can't. I don't have... Who has more influence over your brother-in-law, your sister? Me or you? Well, if it's me, <laughs> get to it. What are your thoughts on the modeling of the spread of COVID-19? The models are all bullshit. Way off. Way off. Which is, you know, why I pointed out on Twitter that... Um, this is... They can't even model a pandemic in, pro in process, in progress, a couple of days out. What makes you think they can model the Earth's temperature 100 years from now? Ridiculous, right? Greetings from Estonia. We survived Soviet Union. We'll, we will survive CCP virus and European Union. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope so. I'm, I'm sure that you will. Um, I'm sure that you will. McCarthy was right. Yeah, the problem is that the leftists write the history books. How to stay healthy when you will be fined $1,000 if you go out in socialist Montreal. Ah, Montreal. Great city. I lived there for four years when I was a student. Um, well, you could work out at home. Come on. I mean, you got, you got a chair. You can, like, you, you can do push-ups. You can do sit-ups. You can do leg raises. You can do a whole bunch of things, right? There's tons of things that you can do. So. Do you think COVID-19 has changed our Western culture? If so, how? Well, of course, it has taken her head out of the clouds. It's taken, it's, it's very aggressively pulled her head out of her asses. Because this is something you can't talk away. You can't sophist away. This is a functional reality that you can't wish away. And they're going to be very, very tough decisions to be made in the future. And we are out, we've almost lost the ability to make Tough decisions. So, 
All right. Jumping jacks for an hour straight. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. My knees are 53. Can't do that. All right. Should we do a couple more? What would happen if it was officially confirmed China made this virus in the lab? Well, again, that depends on you. It depends on you. Go look up my against me argument from many years ago. People who want you thrown in jail for peaceful activities, they don't love you. They hate you. I have a whole rant, which I was going to do. I'll separate it from this one. I have a whole rant that's been bubbling in me about how the media is harsher on me than on the Chinese fucking Communist Party. I won't do that now. I will do that another one. So another time, what will happen is uh, if it was turned out to be, well, it will be the usual thing. It will be, well, communism is a great system, but there were a few bad apples local in Wuhan who were disobeying the party and were being irresponsible, and they were really bad people, and all involved have been responsible, and why do you keep bringing this up? It's been dealt with. It's all in the history. It's all in the past. Let's keep looking forward. Right? It's the usual use of garbage, right? Why do you think there are so many more deaths in Europe and USA versus China where this began? Oh, come on. If I can believe what China says. Are you kidding me? Go look at how many, um, how many cell phone accounts have vanished in China. Go look at the pace of crematorium use. Thank you for answering my question. Made my day. You are very, very welcome. And thank you guys very much for uh, stopping by and chatting. I think we should probably wind this down. It's, uh, yeah, it's great to see. Great to see everybody out. I know it's been a long chat, but I did have a lot of stuff to talk about, and I really do appreciate your attention. Please, of course, don't forget to like and subscribe and share. And please, please, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. Forget about See, I didn't have the donate button here. don't have the donate thing. Don't. I don't have the donate uh, low bar here. Go spend money in your local communities. If you have to do it online, just find some way to get money into the hands of people in your local community. It will help keep your community cohesion. It will help you, I think, in your, in your conscience. Don't donate to me. Go and buy something locally. It's enormously helpful. And there are millions of people out there absolutely desperate. Their life's work, their life, like, okay, worst, thing, worst case scenario. Like, I mean, for you, and I'm not talking about lots of exceptions, but for you, the worst case scenario might be, oh my God, I can't pay rent. I have to go back and move in with my parents. Now that's a drag. Don't get me wrong. I, I understand that. But as someone who's been an entrepreneur and have faced the demise of my business, I don't know, it seems every six months, it is really uh, horrible and stressful at a, a very ex- existential level when a business you've spent years building that you might be on the hook on for tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars or more. If that thing goes tits up, that is a truly horrifying situation, and it is going to kill the entrepreneurial spirit in the country as a whole because the big companies are getting their bailouts. Right? Small companies, medium companies often have some buffer. Small companies operate pretty close to the bone. So please, please go out and help your local entrepreneurs. It will pay off in dividends. They will be forever grateful. It's a very compassionate and human thing to do. And they deserve it because they work incredibly hard at significant risk. So, all right. Thanks, everyone, so much. I love you guys so much. I love that you came by to listen to this. Please like and subscribe and share. Don't donate. Help out your local communities. And we can get through this in a truly beautiful way and emerge, those of us who make it, which will be, of course, the vast majority of us, as stronger people, as wiser people. And as people who've lived through an incredibly vivid history that won't come again, hopefully, for another hundred years. This is Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain. Love you guys so much. I'm signing off.